0: Hi, I'm Albion Lyons.
1: And I'm Doug Weiss.
0: And welcome to Love Life. So we have a juicy one today, Douglas. (laughs) Okay. So I get this from a few of our listeners, and I hear it a lot, quite frankly, even beyond that. It's about talking to friends and family about the issues that you have in your relationship is it appropriate to do so? Should you do so? Will it cause problems later if you do it? I mean, what if I'm close to them? Can't I just tell them about all the things I'm mad at you about? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it not okay? What do you really think about that? So we're asking we're asking that question today on the show. Mm-hmm. Can your friends and family be your counselor? What do you think about that?
1: I don't even need to take a beat to respond to this one. You know, the answer is categorically no. But I want to be very careful in characterizing my response. First, uh, the phrase that you used is counselor.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: As opposed to sympathizer, empathizer, or any of a number of other roles that someone could play.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: This is not to say that it's inappropriate to confide in other people the things that are on your heart. Mm -hmm. But to look to them for counsel, for specific advice about what you should do about them, my answer is never, ever (laughs) do that. And here's why, folks. Look, you may think that people who uh, are social workers or... Uh, relationship counselors or psychiatrists or psychologists are uh, uh, just people who can sit down and listen and give you advice. Actually, they are trained professionals. And actually, there's a lot to that training. It's not superficial. (sighs) And beyond just the training that they have are years of experience and watching what happens Uh, how uh, things play out in relationships. Um, This is uh, not something which you should attempt to do with an amateur. (laughs) It would be akin, if I can put it that way, to going to your friend, the auto mechanic, and saying, hey, look, you're good with your hands. I need brain surgery. Could you pitch in?
0: <laughs> hashtag do not try this at home right? right this is not yeah this is not a diY
1: a DIY uh, uh, field um, y- y- you know counselors are counselors if you want professional help if you want professional assistance in your life or guidance whether that's spiritual counseling mm-hmm. seek out your pastor mm-hmm. or a, pa- a pastoral counselor or, or a, uh, someone who is trained to deal with emotional and psychological issues, then seek out a professional. If you want commiseration, <laughs> if you want someone to go, hey, I know it's tough. Hey, pal, I care about you. Um, I hear you. Or just to listen to you, then you know, fine. You want, and, and there's somebody in your family or a friend. I would recommend friends over family, and I'll come back to that later, but (laughs) I I think that that's perfectly appropriate. Just don't change the relationship, because you put a burden on someone when you ask them to act in the role of your counselor. Your friendship will change. They will now know things about you that you may wish in retrospect you hadn't told them. Right. They will feel compelled if they are good friends to try to support you, which may prompt their taking sides, not a good thing if it's a multiple relationship where you and your significant other are in- involved with that friend or family member and uh, and perhaps their significant other uh, it will change the tenor of your relationship and not necessarily in a positive way. Mm. Um, if you turn a friend into a counselor, and I have had this happen to me, mm. I, I want to say that I have had a, f- a few friends over the years who made me into their counselors. Mm. Now, as you know, I actually have had some training. Training, absolutely. I don't represent myself as a counselor. I don't make a living at it, and I don't want our listeners to think that that's the case. But I uh, have enough uh, of a professional background to have high regard for what Alvin and and <laughs> others who, who do practice um, do for a living. Um, and uh, it, this is not a hobby. It's a, <laughs> uh, it's a profession. And, uh, and I have reluctantly allowed myself out of friendship um, on a very few occasions to play that role. It, it's... Um, once you're committed, you're in forever, and you better, you better accept that reality. You can't disengage. You can't stop being a counselor once you've started. But unlike a professional counselor whose goal it is always to try and bring you to a place of resolution, believe me, folks, I know this is a fantasy that people think that, that professionals want to just keep you lying, uh, metaphorically lying on the couch so they can collect their, their hourly uh, fee. Uh-uh. In fact, if anything, we want you out of there sooner it's rather possible, than later. Right? Um, <laughs> but you can't do that with a friend. You, right. you can't get them off the couch, unfortunately, and that means that your your ability to continue to help them becomes a point of diminishing return, mm. because they can at the you know flick of a phone uh, a text or a phone call. Uh, enlist you in the latest part of their drama. Mm. Um, And if you love them, you really care about their welfare, the best that you can do for them is, you know, be truthful, even if it's hard, and be prepared for it to to change your relationship potentially end your relationship with them as a friend. Because if you're doing your job as a counselor then you have to be committed to doing what is right for them, and that isn't always telling them what they want to hear. So my dividing line, that was a long-winded answer, is you want to be a friend, be a friend. You want to be a family member, be a family member. If you're a counselor and you're trained to do it, be a counselor, but don't mix these roles. They're, it's never going to end in a happy, healthy way. The best that you can hope for is that you can kind of straddle the fence of being a good counselor to somebody, but, but you're not going to be the same friend that you were before.
0: I think, I think that it is very muddy water. I think we have to be very careful about those things because one, to a point that you were alluding to in terms of the change that happens in a relationship, it's hard for somebody who loves you to know all of the intimate details of what is going wrong inside of a relationship and not look at the person that you may continue to love and continue to be in relationship with differently. See, if you're gonna tell your family or your very, very good friends about the ugliest parts of your relationship, do understand that the best time to tell them is if you're planning to end the relationship. Mm -hmm. If it's really over and you want them to be the accountability partner for why you need to leave him or her alone, great time to tell them because your family is going to be team move on but if you are planning to stay in that relationship or if you're not even sure whether you want to stay or you want to go i would be very cautious about telling the people that you love while you're in the midst of sort of the turmoil. And I'm not talking about support as you referenced. I'm not talking about some comforts, you know, just basic comforts, but I'm talking about when you start to get into the kinds of details that typically should happen in a therapeutic environment, a counseling environment, a pastoral environment, when you start to get into some of those things, it is very difficult for people to put that in a box on a shelf far away when the two of you are all excited again and you're all in love with each other again, and, and if, especially if this thing is cyclical, people are always waiting for it to fall apart yet again. So it makes it hard to be objective in the relationship. It makes it hard to be genuinely supportive of the relationship when you know all of the ugly, ugly dirt inside of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So I am, I'm, I really say proceed with caution. The other thing that I will say is this. Consider your counsel. Also, if you're going to someone whose relationship is a mess about your relationship, I want you to think about that like a cup with dirty water. in it. If I am thirsty, and you have a cup with dirty water at your best, no matter how much you love me, when you try to quench my thirst, all you can offer me is dirty water. Not because you don't love me, but it's because it's all you've got in your cup. So if you're going to go to somebody for counsel, make sure that your counsel at least is clean water. Consider the fruit of the tree that you you are biting Mm -hmm. from, Mm -hmm. because we don't intend to share our pains. We don't intend to share our poisons, but we can only pour out of the abundance of who we are and what our experiences are. So part of the reason why professional assistance and support is valuable and should not come with any kind of stigma associated is the fact that those individuals are trained to be separate, apart, and objective, and to only offer what is going to be in the best inter- interest of the individual and the relationship as a whole, and not merely to pour out of the substance of their personal perspective or their personal issues. Yep, that's my thing.
1: You know, I I have a friend who's a, a pastoral counselor, and I've seen him on a professional basis. Mm. And it's interesting because we we have uh, in an unstated way a line of delineation, a absolute line of delineation. We can be friendly outside of our professional relationship. When I saw him, this was in the in the first time in the in the uh, wake of the death of my wife. Right. Um, I was I needed grief counseling Absolutely. and I turned to him as a grief counselor. Um, and and he was gracious and and willing to do that, but uh in in the counseling we were not acting as friends. Mhm. I was his client, mm-hmm. and I understood that, and he understood that, and never the twain shall meet. That does not mean that when when I run into him at church or on the street, that you know I, I we're not friends. We are, uh, and to deny that would be as wrong as trying to right. bring With it into also. Into, right. into the counseling. Yeah, uh, I think that this um, th- this is a, uh, a a tempting thing to do to turn to people that we know. And who know us and who think well of us, um, and 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 turn them into our <laughs> um, our professionals. And I think that's just not um, it's not fair to them. It's not fair to you to do that. Um, you know, lean on them for support, um, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look to people to to care about you and give you uh, emotional support. Um, but uh, but do avoid um, uh, making them into your. Uh, uh, your professional counselor.
0: Yeah, uh, let your friends their, their be advice. your friends, and your family be your family. Yeah, let your counselor be your counselor.
1: Indeed, <laughs> words to live by, folks. Another episode of Love Life, and uh, w- w- we hope that uh, you've enjoyed it. We will be back next week with another uh, interesting topic, and I know because we actually <laughs> think about these shows in advance. How do? How does he know? <laughs> Uh, We hope you've enjoyed this show, and if you'd like to comment on it or give us a suggestion for another show, please write to us, alvian at lovelife.digital.
0: Or douglas at lovelife.digital.
1: And we want to thank Kamaria, our producer. We Uh want to thank Todd, our recording engineer. This is the the love life family and it really is i mean this these shows are our
0: family not our counselors
1: yeah they're not <laughs> our counselors but they are our colleagues and this show is not something that any one of us could do on our own it is um, very much a i want to say beyond team effort family effort so thank you folks and see you next week